What's up, everybody? I got brand new stand-up dates, and I got brand new stand-up material, baby. May 5th in Buffalo, second show. Got a few tickets left. May 6th, Ithaca, New York. May 7th, Albany sold out. May 28th, Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, we got the late show, got some tickets left. And then September 22nd in New York, sold out Radio City. September 23rd, theater at MSG is getting close to sold out. So if you want to be at that show and see me in New York City for the only time this year, you have to get the tickets now at chrisdcomedy.com, Hulu Theater, MSG. Also, at chrisdcomedy.com, we got brand new merch up there. If you guys were at my Boston shows and you like that uh, Chrissy Chaos shirt with the Celtics logo, we got it up there right now. We got Saturdays are for the sweet shirts up there. Of course, Anxiety Tuesday shirts, which everybody loves. T-shirts, sweatshirts, everything you want. chrisdcomedy.com for everything. And patreon.com slash chrisdcomedy where all the magic happens. We are really putting a lot of love and energy into those episodes, so you will have a good time, baby. This is the new me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. We've had a nice run. By the way, I know my look is starting. I'm slowly starting to go insane. And the thing is, if I could stop it, I would. You know, I know a lot of you guys are like, you know, enough with the glasses, the chain. It's like, I don't want to do this. It's not like I'm putting on the glass. It's almost like they're putting on me and the chain and everything. So, like, I hear your guys' comments, but there's there's actually nothing I can do. My hair's doing everything that's happening to me is just the tan and I, I don't want to be this guy, but it's, it is what it is. And uh, we got a great guest, another just, we've had three great guests and, and Joe DeRosa. And, 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 and literally, it's a, another first timer here on, on Chrissy Chaos, Mr. Jim Norton, folks. I, I actually like the look, and anybody that shits on that look, it's because we know we can't pull it off. Right. If I thought I could pull a look like that off without yeah. irony, I would absolutely do it. Yeah, because here's the thing with this, is, is I don't necessarily think that I can or am pulling it off. I just kind of feel like I'm going through this thing where I'm like, you know, you're only going to live once, and I'm like, I want to just go through different eras and like hopefully live to at least 50 and look back and be like, oh, I had a bunch of different looks. Yeah, this is like a 1977 energy. That's this a is 77, what I'm doing. That's like a, a Friends with Serpico vibe. That And, and I, it all started because the show that you did with me, the Super Maximum Retro show on Vice, every Tuesday night, I said, at least let me keep wearing this look so the ratings go up right. and it hasn't been working. No, it's okay. They've been slowly going down. Have they really? That's what pretty common do? with the new show. That, yeah. With the new show, they start high and then yeah. they tend to go we had down. had a nice stinker last week of 12,000 views. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll live on the internet forever and maybe they can go back up eventually. Yeah, or maybe I'll kill myself on episode one of season two. That's right. Uh, I tell myself the same thing too. You know, no, Jim, Doug Bell's going to live and people will... No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not, Jim. They don't care. <laughs> so speaking speaking of this, I just, um, I just real. I don't know if I heard it or... or Today, April of 1990 is when you started stand-up. Yes. So this is your 33rd year of comedy. I guess so, yeah. I didn't think of that, but I think it was like uh, April 7th or something. It was like the first week of April in, uh, in 1990. Yeah, I didn't think of it. It's 33 years. 33 years of comedy. Oh, it's when Christ died. That's what yeah. everybody said. My whole 33rd birthday I was like, shut up. <laughs> and that's why I fucking, I praise Allah. I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> my mother was so doting, though. She said, that's when Christ died. And she pinched my cheeks and said, but you've done more. Mother was, <laughs> she was, what a lovely mother. <laughs> so... It, it, it 30, in 33 years, uh, I feel like of comedy, is it one of those things where like, you know, I'm about 12 or 13 years in and I'm already being like, man, comedy was fucking different when I started. Right. So changed so rapidly. But do you think in the last five years? Yes. Uh, yeah. 
What do you want? You, know, you oh, want us to throw it out? Yeah, we'll throw good. it at Pimp. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that comedy has changed? Like it's always changing or has the last like three to five years really been like the most radical shift? I like the way it is now. It's fun to watch just comedians try to get each other in trouble. Yeah. Like, yeah, you never saw that before. Comics, like I never gave a shit what other comics were saying. And now comedians are trying to call out other comics. Like that's a problematic joke. So it's just kind of fun to watch just comedians biting each other's assholes out in a circle. Yeah. So yeah, it's much different. Yeah, it's much different. I know. I, I kind of... but. The thing is with me is like, I kind of just feel like with what we do, like with, with stand-up and all that stuff, like even though it's evolving and now you're going to go on TikTok and put clips up, whatever it is, I kind of just feel like, yeah, but it's just it's just part of the job. Like when I started comedy, it was one way. And then all I want to do is do comedy. So I'll keep evolving. Like sometimes I'll hear people be like, I'm not going to change. I'm going to keep doing it the way I want to do it. I'm like, that's fine. But your career will slowly shrivel away. And that's not what you want. You want to have a career in this. So I'm like, I'll just you know, trying to keep as much integrity as I fucking can. But it's like, you know, half the reason I'm wearing these glasses because I know the clips do better when I fucking put the glasses on. Yeah, I mean, if I evolve, I want it to be because I want to evolve, not because I feel like there's a pistol at my head. Right. Um, but I haven't evolved then much. Then you come. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure I do. Yeah. <laughs> one in my mouth, one in my asshole. <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> I, uh, well, and, and now, and, um, and, you know, over the course of these fucking years, man, I feel like, uh, you know, you've had, you dude, you told one time one of the funniest stories. I don't know if I heard it. Maybe it was on one of like these Opie and Anthony, like YouTubes, you know, like listening back where, where you told the story of like how you got, you got dumped by a girlfriend once or got caught cheating because you're printed out like 30. Seven page, seven page, <laughs> text, yep, a seven page, a true story. Yeah. I was, uh, I was dirty talking and I'm such a fucking pervert. Like I just have to, to like get euphoric recall. Like just look at the, uh, the, ah, oh, just jerk off to reading it. <laughs> and I literally, I hit the wrong button and I sent it to the printer and she was taking a college course. She was like going back to school to take a course. And she went to the printer to pull out a paper she had written and, and was like, it was in the printer and she brought it to school. And the only reason, like, I truly believe this, that like, I think she would have set the fucking bed on fire and killed me was she didn't hand it into a professor because she happened to be looking through it first to organize it. Right. And she saw the seven-page PDF of my dirty talk. <laughs> and, and she also knew I didn't fuck the girl because she could read it, and I was trying to get the girl to fuck me, but the girl didn't want to. Like, we were just talking dirty. But that's the only reason I think that she didn't stab me in my sleep. Yeah, I feel like, because what I, I was like, because, you know, we've all done, I mean, by the way, we, I've done stupid shit like that. One time I fucking plugged my phone into my ex-girlfriend's computer and then I didn't know oh. and then it was like the, the computer was like you know to I was like can I charge my phone she's like yeah hey, use my laptop and then there was a button you know that comes up and says would you like to transfer all the data from the phone and I'm like yeah sure why like I'm not even because I'm not I'm computer literate and the next thing you know it's just fucking vi vi videos and pictures just saved on her fucking hard drive and I was like well there it is Lights ne over. Never sync. I learned, I, by the way, Bluetooth in cars, go fuck yourself. I never Bluetooth link. I was, I was uh, shopping to lease a car about 15 years ago, and they started to have those things. So I'm like, yeah, let's connect it. Right. And all my contacts came up, and one of them, I think, was called S&M Fantasy Girl. And it was so fucking hu humiliating because <laughs> I'm sitting there in the car with the sales guy who's showing me how to operate it. And I'm like, well, that was a judgment error. I never should have. <laughs> Because it was just the contact name. Um, right. Yeah, very embarrassing. SNM Fantasy Girl. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, dude, speaking of SNM Fantasy Girl, everybody's talking about it. This Dylan Mulcavy for, you know, um, uh, for Bud Light, Nike. Dylan, uh, yeah. What's uh, her McElvey? last name? No, Dylan Mulaney. Is it related to John's yeah. brother? 
Dillian, Dillian uh, Mulvaney. Mulvaney, yes. Mulvaney with the with the Bud Light Nike, um, which you know I don't. Do you have? I don't. I care and I don't care. I'm like you know whatever, man. Then fucking you know. Uh, listen, anytime I drink Bud Light, you know I do. I, I don't feel trans or anything like that. But it's like you know. It's a good beer. Uh, I have no issues at all. I mean, Kid Rock is shooting it with an AK-47, blowing yeah. it up. That guy's uh, a maverick. Oh, yeah. look, look out, folks. Kid Rock is coming. Yeah. <sighs> Do you care? I about- don't give a fuck. It, yeah. It's celebrity endorsements or cultural icon or cultural... I, I, you know, popular person of the moment endorsements have never deterred me from fucking me buying either. something, nor have they ever made me buy something. Yeah. I would drink Diet Coke if Hitler was on it. I wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. If there was a little mustache on the yeah. can, I would still not drink Diet <laughs> Pepsi. I don't it. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what, what people who are so mad at that, it's like they're creating a dragon because they want to feel like they're slaying yeah. a dragon. It's yeah. meaningless. Yeah. That, that's how I feel. It's like, e- even this, even everybody's talking about this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I think everyone's, it, it's just another thing for the media to make money on. So we all watch and get mad and then they put the ads on their shit for it. And they're also trying to market. Like I, I'm really weird with commercials. Like I think they're trying people, some people go, how come there's always going to be a black guy, a white guy, an Asian woman. It's like, well, they're trying to sell products to all these to people. Everybody. So I don't care if they want young trans people to buy Bud Light because I imagine it's not their first drink of choice. Yeah. They're like, hey, let's see if we can market it with this person and maybe they'll buy it. Yeah, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, that's what they, the whole argument with Bud Light was. Like, oh, they were like, know your audience. I was like, well, maybe they do know their audience and they want to get other people to fucking drink the, the, the products. And, and people got so mad at me for a tweet. And I, I, I know the Twitter people, just people are just reactionary and morons. But I just tweeted something about how I, I wish people would get this angry when uh, Bud Light or Jack Daniels caused someone to slam their car into a family in a crosswalk. And it was just a statement about like the anger directed at, at this is so ridiculous compared to people being angry at the results. And like, that's about personal behavior. I know you fucking jerk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I know people. Well, that, well, that's, I don't know. Do you still look at the comments or do any of that stuff or barely? I looked at them uh, on that one because I kind of knew it was going to come yeah. in. I, as soon as I sent it, I absolutely knew. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I typically don't because I don't want it to make me dislike people. Right. I, like the comments make me hate people for the, for being so fucking stupid. Right. Um, and so, no, I typically don't. And I'll, I'll, like, I I don't check view counts. And I know it sounds like bullshit, but I really don't care. Like right. I don't go back over old podcasts and go, how many people have... It, I just don't give a shit. Well, because I, but I think it, it, some of that too has got to be because you came up, you already established before all this stuff. Like you really didn't need it as much as... The other people, because I feel like, you know, uh, uh, with social media, uh, and my, like, brain was formulating as an adult with social media, and then it's, like, almost became, like, a part of, like, my DNA coding, where I just wish I was born a couple of years earlier, where it's, like, then it's, like, uh, certain guys, it's, like, it's not a part of that, like, I really do believe you when you're, like, I can just shut it off and not look, but if, like, Pimp said that to me, I'm, like, no, that's not true, because it's a part of our fabric. I like, I appreciate your reasoning about, like, I I was doing well before that, that would be a very noble reason, however, I just don't need a numeric confirmation that I'm finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know I'm done, yeah. folks. <laughs> yeah, dude. You had all that Terry Schiavo sticking cannon or pussy money. That was a great bit. I remember literally sitting in my grandfather's house in his hospice bed. I swear to God. And just fucking watching at home and then just having your special. And you just, fuck, I'm dying laughing because you're saying you. Terry Schiavo sticking cannon or pussy. And my aunt came in and she was like, what is this? I was like, oh, it's Jim Norton. And then you were doing that bitch. She's like, this is 
is disgusting. Your grandfather's listening to that while he dies. I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's probably fucking dying laughing. She was right though. It was disgusting, <laughs> yeah, but it, it made great. people laugh. So yeah, I was, it was happy great. to do it. Was it. Fucking great. <laughs> so you know, another thing too that I think what I think about. You know, podcasting and the radio are, are it's the same, uh, you know, we're out there, it's, you know, it's different stuff, but it's the same from my point of view, because it's like what I'm doing every week is, is talking about just trying to come up with things to talk about, trying to almost, almost times you have to like fake care, not fake care about stuff, but like I have to get animated about things I really don't care about. And then for me, what happens is the best stuff is usually when I'm talking about something personal, family, friends, right. whatever. And you've had to do that for three to four hours a day, every day for years. And I just want to know, like, do you, do, uh, were there anything, any like relationships with people or things that like you ruined a relationship with someone because of something that happened on a radio? Yes. Um, it's the first time I was on, actually, it's one of those things where like the personal shit comes out on a slow news day. Like if something slow, if, if you got three hours to kill, you know, if fuck, if Trump gets caught fucking banging a hooker, it's like, oh my God, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But if there's nothing going on and you're like, August is a bad one because everyone's on vacation. There's not right. a lot of shit happening. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're like, what? Yeah, the guy fucked my cousin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, he fucked me. I mean, I, 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 one thing I won't do is lie. Um, yeah, the first time, the first one of the first times I was on, Dice brought me on, and he used to love the golden shower stories right. I would tell. They were true. And uh, there was a girl I had dated, and uh, I, I had her piss in a cup, and then I had her, like, <laughs> help me drink it. Like, there was something about her making me drink it. And, uh, and she was so mad at me. She's like, my family heard that. I never mentioned her name. Like, right. I, I, I'll change a lot of details about people. Right. I'll change where I knew them from. A lot of times the years. Right. Um, you know, sometimes the gender. <laughs> I've, changed, <laughs> I've changed a lot of details because you don't get sued for that shit. But this was in the very beginning. And I just mentioned this thing. And her family tied it to her. And it was very embarrassing. She hasn't spoken to me in... I mean, that was the first time I opened Anthony was probably 2000, so that's about 23 years. And she hasn't spoken to you at all? No, maybe once after that, but I think she hates me. And you apologized, and that's all we can do, but if they're yeah. going to carry it, they're going to carry it. I feel bad, though, because she was nice in a private, and I was never trying to embarrass anybody. Like, my, my father called me, too, and he goes, so your mother and I were listening to the radio. And I'm like, oh, you were? And he goes, yeah, I told her you were just kidding. And I could hear in his voice that he was begging me to say, yeah. I was just kidding. I'm like, of course, Dad. I made yeah. it up. He's like, yeah, no, that's what I told her. Yeah. We both knew that I was a piss drinker, but I had to change. <laughs> yeah. But we, it had to be fixed so they could they could live with the fact that I had said that. Did I, you? I do have one oh, question. Sure. Uh, yeah. Did your parents ever find out about the pregnant prostitute smoking crack in the basement? No. I, the, the, uh, yeah, that was me and my buddy downstairs. My grandmother had died. She used to live in the uh, in the basement. And when she uh, she died of a heart attack, so I began to use it as a, a sexual liaison. <laughs> Same bed. <laughs> Same bed, the old crone yeah. needed nitroglycerin in. What she did, is it from the vaccine? <laughs> yeah. Did she have myocarditis? 1987, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, uh, no, she had a heart attack. And I gave her nitroglycerin under her tongue. And um, when she died, I wound up, it, it, her whole downstairs, I just remember there was a JFK book called Johnny We Hardly Knew Ye. <laughs> and there was a, uh, there was a, a, a pregnant girl smoking I didn't know she was going to smoke crack. Right. She just, just lit up a crack pipe, and my parents smelled it. What was that? I'm like, I don't know. Because uh, it was such a weird smell. It's not like pot. Right. But yeah, that was a very jarring experience. Yeah, yeah dude. Some of your childhood stuff, or like teenage stuff, when, when, because when did you get sober? Uh, February of 87, so I was 18. So when you get sober at 18, that's a wild, wild life. That means some wild stuff was happening. And, and kicked off. A lot of the sex stuff kicked off after, after that, because you're replacing one thing with the other. With the other. So, but 
but you, dude, you told this story, and I'm paraphrasing it, but, dude, I was fucking crying laughing how, like, you're, you went and, I think, you're driving with your buddies, and you guys used to, like, do pranks and all that shit, and then did, you threw, like, motor oil at somebody, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. We, well, there was a couple of things. Like, we used to, this is when I was still drunk. I would throw, uh, I, w- I would Great. piss into a cup, and we would throw it at people. I would throw cups of piss at people. <laughs> your own uh, piss. Yeah, yeah, couples. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was just because I was, you know, 15 and yeah, I got laid. Yeah. Um, people shoot up schools now. Me, I just lobbed a cup of piss. It was <laughs> a gentler time. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, uh, the motor oil, I didn't throw. I used to hang out with these two. There's always like 13 or 14, I played Asteroids at the arcade, and there was this older guy, a bodybuilder, uh, and his younger brother, who was my age, and they loved how good I was at this video yeah. game. So we became friends, and he would drive us around, and me and Mike, who was the brother, we, we would always, like, uh, Mike would, uh, would get... Uh, we would take Tupperware things of motor oil and dump it in people's cars <laughs> all over, like, the fucking... Uh, the dashboard yeah. and, like, where they were going to sit. We would just take motor oil. And I remember uh, we were driving, and uh, we drove by this this uh, this guy walking with a bear shirt. And I remember Stanley was the guy driving. Mike goes, hey, Stanley, let's throw some motor oil on him. And <laughs> Mike wanted to pull over, and he wanted to drain motor hot motor oil out of the— Would cause, like, a medical emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, yeah, so I think that that was one we avoided. But he did throw Chinese mustard at a woman— and I'll never forget, he goes, hey, whore, have some mustard. And when he threw it, she waved, <laughs> not knowing what it was. Oh, spice, that spicy mustard, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That, I mean, because the shit that we do as kids, like, because now, by the way, you would you would still do that, but they would film it and put it on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it would be a whole thing. I remember, like, when, I, when we were kids, we would go around one guy had a car and I was same thing 15, 16 years old and one somebody had a slingshot and we just thought it was hilarious that this guy had a slingshot so we got these marbles from like a dollar store and this kid got so good at the slingshot we would drive up to like a bus terminal window and just fire a marble like this, it would go like 80 miles an hour and just break these panes of glass just break these panes of glass all over like Ridgewood, Glendale, whatever and then I'll never forget nobody like dude we broke like 20 of them and this was like my first time I saw this when I was like, oh, I guess, you know, things kind of sometimes always aren't always what they seem and like racism does exist because I, we, we were breaking, it was me and my, you know, three white friends and then all these things broke and then it said, and then the, the, I think the newspaper was called the Glendale Register, like three weeks later, it said, uh, Puerto Rican gang, Puerto Rican gang breaking bus terminal windows on the loose. And I was wow. like, what? I was like, you know, I like Puerto Rican girls, but none of us are Puerto Rican. And I was like, and we were sitting there being like, who the fuck do they think is breaking the bus terminal windows? But the answer is nobody. They just were like, it has to be the gang of the Puerto Ricans. Or somebody lived. saw you and thought you were Puerto Rican. Somebody might have seen you driving. It was With a night. With these glasses and chains. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Carlito. Uh, <laughs> Christian Carlito. Yeah. All right, so there's this new service out there called Honey. This thing is awesome. It literally, it's, it's a shopping tool that it scours the internet for promo codes and it applies the best one for you and then it applies it to your cart. So it, it does all the work. It's like the old lady with the circular in the, in the supermarket. Now it's just on the internet. It's AI. That old lady was always AI. Her name was Honey. And so, it, man, you know, what are you going to do? Manually search for coupon codes and do all that? You don't have the time for that. You go to Honey. That's all you got to do. They're screaming outside for it. All you got to do 
right now is, first of all, honey, it doesn't just work on a desktop. It works on your phone, anything. All you got to do, you just activate it on Safari on your phone and you save on the go. And then that's what it is. So, you know, it's, it's honey, you know, I, I personally went on it. I saved like a hundred bucks on one order. It was like, sometimes the deals are that sick, you know, sometimes a little lower, but you know, I was trying to find a birthday gift because I don't have one. So I was doing, I was doing uh, honey and it helped. So right now it got, got discount code. So right now you can get, by the way, you can get PayPal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Chrissy Chaos. That's joinhoney.com slash Chrissy Chaos and get PayPal honey for free. Um, cause if you're not using this, you're definitely missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. And that's what I really appreciate it. Use the discount on me. Who cares? I know you guys love to play hard and needless to say, the past few months have been difficult times for meeting new people and spicing up your nights with good company. So here's a great opportunity for you to check out Jerkmate, baby. There's a cool website out there and it's called Jerkmate and it allows you to take your pleasure to the next level in a private and safe setting. You can chat and interact with thousands of open-minded models who will gladly perform your naughty desires in real time. Let us be clear. Jerkmate is the ultimate live cam experience for grown-ups on the web. There's literally something for everyone inside. What you want is what you get. And what makes Jerkmate special is Jerky, your friendly robot assistant that helps you find your perfect partner among girls, boys, trans, and even couples who match your personality and desires. How about that? Yeah, I love you, Jerky. They respect your tastes and preferences, and you respect their boundaries, so everyone's having a great time. Now imagine all the hot possibilities. All you got to do right now is if you feel like rewarding yourself and hanging out with my man Jerky after a long day or spicing up the fun with your partner, go to Jerkmate today, and don't forget to tell them Chrissy Chaos sent you. Use our promo code CHAOS to get 10 free gold. That's Jerkmate.com. Put in that promo code CHAOS. Yeah, no, it's it, it, because because I think. By the way, you mentioned the arcade stuff. Do you know the arcade thing with Jim? What arcades? The Guinness Book of World Records thing. No, I no. didn't make the Guinness Book. I was fighting for. It. I played ten hours. No, no on but a I was going to say. But I know. But it, it, it was crazy, right? You played ten hours on what? One quarter. On, on, on a quarter. It was January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty one. It was Super Bowl Sunday. The Forty uh, ers and the Bengals were playing, um, and I went to this arcade in North Brunswick and played for ten hours on a quarter. So the local home news Tribune wrote me up, and it was so funny that. On that day, I finally saw my picture in the paper. Two stories over was Ozzy for biting the bat's head off. So the first press I ever got was uh, me, Jimmy Norton, and then there was this woman, and then Ozzy's picture for biting the head off the bat. Were you a fan of Ozzy before that day, or do you think that subconsciously connected you to your love of him? No, I think I liked him, but it was I was more of a Kiss fan. If you, uh, it's, it's Ozzy retweeted it actually. Uh, like I think on January twenty fifth of this year, he put it on his Instagram or whatever. But you can see me at thirteen with my fucking little cap on and my glasses. <laughs> and I remember I showed Nick DiPaolo because we looked at that picture on Tough Crowd. He said I look like Adrian from Rocky, and I can't look at that picture of myself. <laughs> Without thinking, uh, yeah. See if uh, there, oh, there it is, it is, right there. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that's me when oh I was. That's me when I was thirteen. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you look like fucking Adrian. Adrian right. Were you drinking back then? At that by then? Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't as bad as it got. Um, but yes, uh, I was. Was, I was it just alcohol? Or was it other drugs and stuff? I too? liked drugs, uh, but it, crank was big back then. What's crank? It's like uh, it was a speed that you'd snort, but it would burn going up your nose. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I mescaline. I never did acid because people thought I was too high strung, and I preferred alcohol. Right. You out and. Wait, how was mescaline? You said you did mescaline? Yeah. I thought it was a how type of that? salad. How was that? like uh, you it, really hallucinate? It would make you, it would, but it wasn't as bad as acid apparently. Right. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it's derived from, but I used to like doing mescaline hash, of course, but I prefer drinking. What was the moment when you were like, I got to get sober? Was I mean, it, it was just a bunch of suicide attempts that were kind of fake. Uh, you know, that attention. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that douchey yeah. suburban yeah. angst. I know. Nowadays, though, you fucking would have went viral. That oh, my yeah, God. Been I would have gotten the collective social hug. Uh, yeah. We feel you. Jim, yeah. but no, back then my friends were like, what are you, a fucking douche? And you're they like, were right. You're like, ah, I gotta go to rehab. Did you do a cold turkey or you went to actual rehab? I was sent to rehab after one particular little wrist-shaving incident, and uh, <laughs> it, was Feb- it was January to February of... Uh, 1986, the Challenger blew up. I was in rehab. So no, it was like January, the beginning of January to the beginning of February. Um, and I drank for another year and got sober. Yeah, good, man. Well, we're fucking, because I feel like, you know, so many guys that, you know, I grew up with, it's weird because like I grew up with so many listening to all you guys and all you guys were talking about sobriety. I never, you know, had an alcohol issue, but now it's like almost none of my class of comics have really any no like nobody's sober if anything they drink more i don't know like what changed but don't you feel pimp like my class of guys are not I, I, most of them are sober dude nate was sober soder's sober a lot of them f- have become sober i think i mean shane's not sober shane's oh no. actually what tim's sober oh yeah i guess most right. are sober what a stupid point i brought up then. well no but you don't uh, think of it because you just think of the guys like mark yeah. or sam real who drink and like you're like yeah my friends but when you're thinking of sober people like yeah there are a lot of them but a lot of times you don't know they're sober because you don't notice someone not drinking you notice them drinking right so you know your friends that get fucked up yeah i know i yeah i i, I don't know man i never i never really i never really got into I just started doing edibles recently. We took yeah. some edibles. Before. Do you like them? Edibles break sobriety, though, for you, right? Yeah, you can't I can't do, do any. Either. No, I wish I could, but I can't. Do you ever have any? Uh, do you ever? Do you think before you die, you'll you'll do like you think you'll ever just get a taste of something again? No, I, I mean I hope not. I mean, but like I, it's not that I don't want to. But I know what would happen, and like I'm just too compulsive, and I just know I'd be a fucking douche. I'm I'm not like do jujitsu on pot, fucking guy. Like I can't smoke and then be creative. Like I was a fucking paranoid little coward who would just hide in the room and think people were coming. Like I'm mentally ill when I get high, so I just don't do it. Now I know you're considering testosterone. Is that breaking sobriety? No, 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 no. Because that's not like a, that's not meant to like make you feel stoned. That's just to, you know, so I don't feel like a complete fucking a shellless turtle in my house. Yeah, I need a little bit of muscle mass. Dude, we were talking. We we've been talking. <laughs> about tests testosterone a lot on the show you know it i know a guy who got it surgically implanted in the in his ass cheek really yeah. i've heard of that and then yeah. it pumps in over the course of six months and i gotta say in a in a in a in a month he looks he looks pretty good doing it but but i don't it feels like is your test is your testosterone when you go to the doctor actually low? My my, my regular t- testosterone is fine, but there's something called free roaming testosterone, yeah. which is less than it should be, which happens when you get over forty and over from fifty four. So, so you just start blasting tests. Yeah, yeah, a little bit though. I don't want much. Like I don't want to get jacked. I just want one that will give me a little bit more energy yeah. and kind of. Anthony is on it, and he told me he loves it, and obviously. Rogan and Bert and all those guys, uh, they, they hooked me up with their guy, yeah. Yeah, and you look good because you said, because you were, I remember one, I saw you, 
uh, uh, like, because, you know, you had lost so much weight. And then I saw you after the pandemic and you still had, uh, were still so thin. But I was like, oh, you look good. You, you said, now I'm getting fat from eating pretzels. I was. I, I fat- <laughs> That's what you said. I, I am such a fucking fat little, I, I ate a lot. I put weight. I was, I was almost 190. I mean, I was really fucking heavy and I needed to get down to like 155. So I dropped most of that and then put like eight back on or 10 back. So I'm, I'm still fucking no, self-hating. Well, yeah, yeah, right. But you know how it is. You but just even when you side were thin, fat. But, but even when you were the thinnest at that 155, you still probably self-hated, right? I was 137 at one point. I, oh I, I was AIDSy. Like, I was gross. I, I look at myself and I was ultra skinny. Once in a while, it looks good, but I was, I was fucking creepy. I understand, like, my little weird... Uh, but like I was almost, I was way too skinny. Uh, there I look fine, but uh, I, I look at some of those pictures that was almost way. When you were really heavy, was it just because uh, you know obviously it wasn't alcohol? Was it just eating like like no filter, just nothing stopping? Just a fucking a blubbery edging pig. I was just <laughs> jerk. Just That's the name of the episode: blubbery edging pig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. Yeah, tweedling my fat tits, jerking off to porn, not exercising, eating anything to fucking fill the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then. <laughs> And then, and then you just, it's insane, right? How like you just have one day because it is, or like even it's just a moment in your life where you're like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And then you just start the fucking journey. It's a moment of clarity. It's a weird thing. And it's what, like I started going to the gym and I'm just like, don't weigh yourself. Don't do it. Just fucking go, you slob. Like that's why I have to talk to myself. Like right. just, I can't go like, you're okay, Jimmy. It's like you fucking lazy pig right. because that's what I'm being. Go to the fucking gym. So I've been trying to get myself motivated again. Can I talk you into intermittent fasting? Yeah, but I'm too weak for that. Like, I just get hungry, which I guess everybody does. But right. I, I know it works, but right. I've never been able to do it. Can you do pull-ups? Yeah, but I hurt my... my I had two uh, injuries in my arms because I was doing them every day. And I right. think I, I just overdid it as... How many course. could you do in one clip? I was doing sets of 10. And a lot of times during... You were work, doing 10 pull-ups at once. Yeah, That's but they, significant. I, they probably weren't... Like perfect uh, pull-ups, but I mean, uh, they were good enough. And uh, I would do at one point. I was doing like ten sets of ten throughout a workout, not in a row. Right. But I would do this. I would do pull-ups. Then I would do push-ups. Then I would go do crunch. Whatever. Right. I I was really good for a long time. Now you, we talked about Ozzy Osbourne. You're, you know, huge Ozzy Osbourne fan. That that was your favorite of all time, right? Yeah, favorite person. So mine's similar. Mine's Matty Healy from the 1975. Oh, are you, are you yeah, no, I'm not, but I've, I so, would love to know. So so Matty Healy from the 1975, my yeah, is very beautiful British boy band. Ah. And uh, do you have any advice for me when and if I meet my favorite singer, what to do, what not to do? Remember what it's like when crazy fans meet you. Like, I know what it's like. Like, I can tell immediately. Like, one guy met me and he cried. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess it was after the show and there was no refunds. <laughs> but uh, no, once in a while you, you get like, I try to remember what drives me crazy. And what I have to remember is... Nothing I say, I'm not going to have the moment with Ozzy that all of a sudden makes him go, oh my God, we need to be friends. Right. Like that happened over years of interviewing him. Right. So don't expect to have a moment that is forever connective. Just have a nice moment, tell the guy how much they mean to you, and hopefully something will eventually develop. Well, that's see, my advice. Well, that's what I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping something develops. Or tell him that if he doesn't call you, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that too. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I almost got, 
got to that level with, with this fucking guy. I, I went to their SNL. They did SNL, and I went to the SNL after party. I'd never been to SNL. Yeah. I went to the SNL after party just a couple of months ago, and I waited at the SNL after party until 5.30 in the morning for them to show up, and they never did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Tell them that. Yeah, and then I, I should, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I went home. I went home that night, and I got home at like 6.15 in the morning, and I'll never forget, because I, I was you know with my girl, but I slept in my seven-year-old daughter's bed, and I just fucking held her because I was so upset. And she was like, are you sad, Daddy? I was like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. But I literally was like crushed that I yeah. didn't meet these guys. And you feel gay in a way, but you're also like, I don't know, this because because I think about the reason why I brought it up is because you huge Ozzy Osbourne fan get to eventually meet and befriend him. And then you're a huge Andrew Dice Clay fan, and then you wind up getting to know him and then open from on the road and you open up for, for him at Madison Square Garden too, right? Yeah, when he did it in two thousand. Yeah, I toured with Dice from like ninety seven to two thousand. Um, around the time Sebastian started touring with him, I, I know Bobby Lee Diaz opened for him at that point, like occasionally. Yeah, but still, but you were a huge fan of him and a huge fan of Ozzy, and they both came into your life. That's pretty sick. Oh yeah, yeah, I got very lucky. Like Dice, I'm still. I just, I, it's funny. I saw Dice at the Patrice Benefit like last week. Like I'm still close with Andrew. Uh, right. And Ozzy, I see once in a while in L.A. So yeah, it's really weird. But it takes a while. Like you know, like if you, especially if you're doing a show and you're promoting their stuff, that's how a lot of people come to like you. Like those right. guys who you like probably like you, or well, they would like. Well, you. what? happened was is i did a thing oh here jim's coffee is here sorry oh, there's thank Benetia. you here it is welcome um so we got uh uh Benetia just came into the room how was mom's birthday party so fun okay so that there i can sense frustration i'll probably get yelled at for this after the podcast i would love uh, uh, to ask jim about did you give ozzy a birthday present and it just bombed on opie and anthony i um it was ozzy <laughs> yeah. yeah ozzy was coming in for his birthday and um, I wound up. Oh, you could yeah, thank you thank very much. Thank you, V. Much. I appreciate it, V. Thank you. Thank you. Happy call and getting a straw. Happy B Day, V's mom. Ah, thank you. Um, yeah, I I didn't know. What, I, I always put the straw. They they make it that you could just sip it, but I still like to put the straw. I in. do too. It, it's my fuck you to them. Yeah. For trying to tell me about turtles and straws. Yeah, you go I just fuck don't care. Fuck yourself. Jim Norton you. straws. Yeah, I like a good straw. Um. So yeah. So so what? So what? Bombs? Well, we had an Aussie on his birthday. And um, I wanted to buy him a birthday gift, okay. but I'm I'm such a compulsive, fucking idiot. I bought him a few Beatles books, and every time I would find one, I go, "Oh, that one! Oh, I'll get that one." So I brought them in, and uh, O and A looked at them, and they're like, "How many? Let's weigh those." So they made me weigh the books, <laughs> and it was 18 pounds. I bought Ozzy fucking 18 pounds, pounds of, of Beatles book. books, and uh, he's like, "Thank you, I really liked them." And then when he left, he forgot the books. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, he well, just, them. and then were the, were the guys they were you just getting shit on they right? fucking shit on me uh, yeah, Opie made a video of it and it was very funny because I didn't realize that Ozzy had left them and then his assistant came back and I, I, I but it was for Ozzy's cup that he had left so he just came back and took Ozzy's cup and they left the books yeah and, and see that's a story that's an example of, but you never tell Ozzy that no but would I wouldn't care because he would probably go what and like, water for Jimmy Oh, oh if you, you don't mind, thank yeah. you. I, I don't think he would care, yeah. uh, but I would tell him that, but it would just be like, yeah, all right, let's Well, sorry. yeah, because, because what happened was with me is, you know, I love this band in 1975. I love Matty Healy. And then in an effort to get them to notice me, because I've been getting upset that I've been, you know, moving forward in my career and, 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 you know, selling more tickets. But, you know, everybody else gets like a surprise pop-up celebrity that comes to their show. Sure. And comes like, it's like, oh, that's never, you know, nobody's, it's never me. It's like, oh, one of your dad's friends is here. Yeah. That's always what it is. And I'm like, how come nobody who's fucking famous likes me? I suck. I'm a hack. I'm a loser. So I said, so I said, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, like what girls do when they neg you, when they kind of right. say things, and then it goes the other way. So I went out there and I started creating the story that I said I have a friend who knows the band, the 1975, and they said they don't think my comedy's funny. They saw a bit of mine, they saw the 9/11 bit, and the lead singer himself said my comedy sucks. And then all the fans started tweeting at him and everything like that, and it gets back to him. And then it just made him be like, wait, who is, I don't even know this. What is he talking about? And then he watched my comedy and he wrote me a DM. It was like, I watch your comedy. I think you're great. Oh. And I was like, holy shit. And now I don't have the balls to tell him that I fucking lied about the whole thing anyway. Cause then he keeps asking me, he'll be like, Hey, what? I, I don't know who the hell told you. I didn't think your comedy was funny, man. I, I, I and I was like, I'm, I keep blaming on my friend, Pat. And my friend, Pat doesn't know anything about it. And I'm like, oh, my friend, Pat said it. He said he knew you from this and that. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. But, you know, I will publicly now say uh, I made the entire thing up. That's funny. You you like, but that's, that's looking for more than, that's looking for the hug from the person we like. Like, right. that's wanting the person, like, that's like saying to a girl, like, you know, you're so pretty and I'm ugly. And she yeah. goes, no, you're Cute. Cute. Although, no, I've never heard that. I've always had silence when I've said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what that is. It's like looking for uh, yeah. the person well, to well, love you. You know, my girl was like, she was like, you know, like, honestly, she was like, I'm getting like a little freaked out, like how much you like keep talking about this guy. I was like, honestly, you should be. I fucking, I, I love, I love this guy. And if I fucking meet him, I don't know what, I don't know where my sexuality is going to go. It yep. could just finally escape. I to where it wants that. to be. Yeah, yeah. Once in yeah. a while, you get those people. But yeah. for me, it's never been like actors or celebrities. But uh, you know, usually, you know, I, I've d I've dabbled, of course, but never with like actors. Like, I've of not, course, never looked at De Niro. I went, fuck, suck it. <laughs> I mean, I would for, in a movie, but I, I, I've never thought Let of me it. Let lick that fucking mole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw this story. A Spanish actress had a surrogate baby with her son's sperm because her son died. Hello, fresh everybody. Hola. Fresca, America's number one meal kit. Meal kit. Hello Fresh, we use it in my house, okay? It is the best meal service plan out there. It is America's number one meal kit. They have smart carb, they have the, the smart recipes, low carb, food packed with protein. You can wanna go vegan, you go vegan. You wanna go all meat, you go all meat. They mix and match for you. They got great desserts and you spend less money doing it this way than going to the supermarket and doing it yourself. They make it easy to cook Beautiful, wholesome meals. You get more time with your family. HelloFresh. All you got to do right now is go to HelloFresh.com. HelloFresh.com slash chaos50 and use code chaos50. HelloFresh.com slash chaos50 and use code chaos50. Everybody poops, okay? You're not alone. We're all poopers, and a lot of people get anxiety when they poop, or it's just hard for them to poop. There's a lot going on in people's lives. Well, Seed is here to help you out, okay? Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic, they support healthy regularity, healthy motility, and ease of evacuation, okay? So you're going to take gorgeous, beautiful poops, have, you know, it's going to be beautiful. When you're taking seed, your poops just feel amazing, okay? They feel amazing. They, I, I, I really don't poop unless I've taken seed, okay? I'm just not, I'm, I'll hold it in. I'll hold it in like one of my kids until I take a seed. It's the best, and they have four specific probiotic strains that have been shown to promote healthy skin and reinforce healthy gut skin Axis, okay? You know we're about the axis here. So right now, here we go, Pimpy. There it is. 
I want you to start a new healthy habit today. Visit c.com slash chaos and use the code chaos to redeem 25% off your first month in Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash chaos. Use that code chaos. Take a good poop. My bookie, my bookie. Everybody loves my bookie. I love my bookie. MLB is finally back in the full swing of things. <laughs> and my bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all betting needs. My bookie makes it simple for you to sign up and play. You bet, you win, they pay. Sign up today at MyBookie and use the promo code CHAOS to secure a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit $200 and play with $300 instantly. Just use the promo code CHAOS to claim your bonus. Whether you're a diehard or a casual fan, simply put, there's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting with MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with, you guessed it, MyBookie. A Spanish actress had a surrogate baby with her son's sperm because her son died, right? And then she took his sperm right before he died and then <laughs> impregnated herself with her son's what? sperm. She yeah. wrung out one of his sheets. Oh, now. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Is, is, is it weird? Inbred? Is that inbred? Is it inbred? It, I mean, technically, yeah, it's a good question. It could. Well, I guarantee you that that child's got a higher rate of uh, having some type of, you know, birth defect. Yeah, it's hot. Whatever it is, it's fucking hot. <laughs> I like it. I know the mom is the mom. That's the thing. The mom is kind of really fucking hot. Of when course, you see like an older, hot Spanish lady. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess if my mom looked like that, I don't know. But what is oh leaked Pentagon doc show how U.S. has compromised Russian intelligence? We've compromised them. Apparently, like really bad. Like, it's, it seems like Russia's on the ropes. The yeah. thing is, too, with, like, what's going on, too, like, you know, even, even like, I, I had um one of my, like, nephew, like, not nephews, uh, my cousin's kids, had her friends over, and they're, like, 14, 15, and they just, they just, like, sh I, talking about how America's weak and shitting on America, and I'm, like, shut up. Yeah. We're still, don't, we're still number one by a fucking landslide. I mean, you know, like, like, like when you watch these other countries go to war, you're like, we, I didn't know this. We give more money to our military than every other country combined times 26. So you take every other nation in the world, put that together and then times that by 26. And that's how much we give our military just from our own tax money. I wonder Is if that's that because nuts? China and uh, Russia, their money comes from somewhere else, probably. Like, because the government funds it. So they probably do right as away, much. My statistics. No, done. no, no. But, I, <laughs> but it might not be from taxes. It might just be the government just says, yeah, you're, just this. you're only getting paid a certain amount and the rest of the money right. you're keeping. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I, in a way, I don't care. I'm like, you know what? Then if we go to, first of all, you know, when people think about like invading this country, it's like nobody's going to invade the United States. That's yeah. not that, that that can't happen. You have to go to the ocean. You have to get through the South. Like everybody's got everybody's got a gun. But even if it did, if the army came down my block, I mean, what are you going to fucking do if the Chinese army came down your block? I'm, you know, just get killed. Yeah, there's not much you can do. That's the way I look at it. And if <laughs> if people talk about America, I always say, we dropped two nuclear weapons. We're the only country to do it. Yeah. And I feel good about that. I feel yeah. like that makes me proud to be an American. Yeah. And I'll tell people that. It annoys people so much. They're bad-mouthing America. You go, yeah, but we dropped nuclear weapons. Yeah. I'm like, you shouldn't be proud of that. I'm like, yeah, but I am. Yeah, but I, I am. It's feel fucking great awesome. about it. Yeah. 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 Good for us. Um, B, did you feel upset that you had to leave your mom's birthday party to come be her? 
No, no, no. I'm so happy to be here. I just was um, helping out with a gift situation oh. that did not go successful. What happened? Uh, I FaceTimed you to try to get identification so they can release the product and they wouldn't let me. So excuse my energy. It was really that. I'm tired. sorry. I was it's uh, okay. No, no, I, I, not you. They wouldn't have still let me take it. It's so wild. do we have so so we what do we have the gift? But we paid for the gift. You paid for the gift. Is it a gift for your fuck. mother? No, no, it's a gift for, for it's a gift for my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Oh. For next week is her birthday and I forgot again. Oh yeah. And so and so we had V, uh, the, the resident biological female, as we're all, you know, we're all transitioning, but the resident biological female got got our uh, Jazz a gift, a re really great gift. We paid for it. I saw that number come up on the credit card and I fucking yeah, almost fell it off hurts, the chair. It hurts, right? It hurts. And now we don't have the gift in hand, so we got a problem. <laughs> what time does Prada close? 7 p.m. Okay, so we got plenty of time then. We don't. Why not? We have so much work to do today. Well, no, well, we did a Patreon already. We got Jimmy. Oh, it does close. Yeah, I guess we won't make. Ah, oh, fuck it. You know what? what I, oh, sorry. I, what did you guys do today? Well, maybe you could get it on Monday and give it to me. Okay. Yeah, all right, there we Can go. Can you go tomorrow or are they close Sunday? It's Easter. Oh, right. Uh, I, I, yeah. yeah, those money-hungry fucking pigs don't care. Yeah. It's not my Easter. So, oh, yeah, that's right. It's not Greek Easter. Do you celebrate you Easter? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, it is Easter, so it's fine, but I don't have a lot of attachment to I don't care. I yeah, I don't do care either. I know we got, well, there's a, my family is very religious, and I was the first member of my family to not put my kids through the religious sacraments. Right. And I, I ca I'm catching a lot of heat tomorrow for yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get my girlfriend like some uh, chocolate, you know, I'll wrap yeah. it here. Fatso, enjoy. Yeah, fucking take it. <laughs> <laughs> take it. <laughs> What is this guy? Oh, this YouTube. Oh, okay, so this guy, he visits the most dangerous places on earth, and yep. he got captured by the Taliban, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But but what I will say is a lot of times, like this guy got caught, and, and so it can happen, but a lot of times these places that the media makes us believe are so bad are really, it's just like a small section of it is yeah. bad. Like if you put a camera, we did this yesterday, if you put a camera on downtown Kiev right now, they're doing podcasts, everything's open. <laughs> Cafes are open. Everybody's hanging out. It's just one part is bad. Is bad, and that's where the war is. But the other parts are fine. But but this guy got, and he's still actively captured by the Taliban. Yeah, you think they're gonna? What are they? Are they they're gonna behead him on his own YouTube. That'd be great. It'd be great for likes and and, and follows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's his last words. Hey, could you put this on my Patreon first? <laughs> yeah. Soldiers, fucking head. I, I know. I've kinda, I kind of, I kind of feel like you know, uh, with stuff like that, where I mean, uh, you know, the Taliban. I mean, what are you really going to do with him, right? Like, you, 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 you took him, you kidnapped him, but like the government, our governments, you're not going to barter anything with them. The government's not going to give you anything for this fucking YouTuber. But you know how annoying it is for him to come over and make their life content and make money and go back to. Like a nice lot. They probably just want to kill him. For or the they're probably looking at his phone and seeing all the footage to make sure that he's not gathering information to bring That's back to the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking about videos, I mean, the Taliban, you know, everyone talks about this fucking social media, YouTube craze. The Taliban, they were first to the game. They have better edits than Mr. Beast. <laughs> the Taliban was editing videos and fucking putting shit out there. They were they were some of the some of the first viral videos were Middle East Taliban videos. Yeah, they know how to make a thumbnail too. It's like guy with sword, severed head on its side. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, title. They do it in threes. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to fucking pay them to put some of my tour dates at the end of some of these videos. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be <Uh>. sick. <laughs> fucking yeah, man. I mean, yeah, if you think his his this guy feels bad, go see Chris. Yeah, yeah, 
uh, yeah, go see me. I'm not sold out at in, at the fucking Rhode Island Comedy Festival. Um, <laughs> Do you check ticket counts? Uh, what I have now is I have a system in place because it was just really so consuming to me. As I got somebody who runs my social media, I don't see. I really same thing. No yeah. comments. No likes. Very very seldomly. So look, I have a, like a a family account for my daughters that I will post pictures on, and then once in a while search sure. my name to, with this. You know, my thought will say, "Oh, just search your name, Chris, uh, your your public account to make sure that it's going up to par." Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm fucking looking at the yeah. comments, and you get sucked right back in. So I deleted that. Even my family account off my phone. And um, I uh, with the ticket counts though, an agent, you know, my agent will send them to me once a day, and I usually kind of I treat it as a I don't obsess over it, but that's my one like vice, if you will. Which check out my show, Super Maximum Retro Show on Vice. Not doing well, but it's on at ten o'clock, and um, and and I I I I check it, and, and it's kind of like my little vice to just look. I look at all the numbers, and then I just. Throw it away, and I'm like, I'm. I've paid people now, or my social media guy, to do the most we can, to yeah. promote all we can. And if it doesn't happen, and if I don't sell out, or if I don't not fully sold out, if nobody's there, I'm like, it's what it is. You're going through this journey, and fine. It is what it is. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Like I look back on shows that I've had that were sold out or that weren't sold. out. It's like you don't necessarily remember. There's nothing enough to cancel a show. There's nothing worse on a late show Saturday yeah. than when you hear and that's the curtain when they're closing <laughs> yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. curtain. You're like, yeah, oh, that sucks. It's my fault. Well, well, we had Louis in here, and Louis, you know, he was like, you know, we were somehow it came up, and I was like, you know, like what would you do if you were like only like eighty percent sold? He's like, then I'd play to the audience minus twenty percent. It doesn't matter. He's yeah. like, as long as there's, as long as it's like fifty percent of the room is there, and you have enough people to gather audience you know to get an audience to get the energy in the room up it's like you know don't be so concerned if it's 98 percent. none of that matters That's sometimes those are great shows too like the sunday night show at caroline's sometimes it'd be sold sometimes they close the curtain that would always be the weakest one right or the thursday and those are always great shows because you're like ah fuck it and you just yeah. kind of you're very relaxed and you explore yeah i like those shows yeah and i feel like 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 you you know, didn't start selling out right away. Like you didn't get all, you, the Opie and Anthony stuff and the, all those tickets came a little bit later in your career. Like you were doing it for 10 years before you started to sell any real tickets, right? Oh yeah, maybe over 12 years. I was, uh, and I remember just as I started selling out, like doing theaters at the Tower Theater in Philly, the Orphan Man Boss, then we got kicked off the air. So then I had these <laughs> fucking theaters on sale yeah. and I had to try to sell uh, to sell tickets. It was it was horrifying. But then but then you stayed, but then right when you know you guys got back on the air, you know, you went on that whole thing and you're selling even more tickets. I did, but it's a thing, I'm an acquired taste. Like there's certain things I talk about, like you know, that I've been talking about for a long time, Monster Rain, all that shit. It's like, you, you know, you lose a piece of an audience doing that, and it's fine. Yeah, because I feel like, you know how I feel, is I spent so many years, you know, not selling at all. Like, right. really, like, selling, like, you know, miserable. I remember one time I sold so few tickets at the D.C. Draft House, the owner asked me for some money back. Like, the owner, because my agent had negotiated, like, no, Chris will sell. Trust me, I had a new agent. He's like, he'll sell, and I got, like, they gave me, like, an extra, like, $1,000 bonus, and I fucking just shit the bed so hard that they were like, we need that money back. And I was like, fine. And, and I went through so many years of, like, just absolutely knowing when I land, I'd have to get there a day before to do the early morning yep, press. Yep. I would oh, yeah. do all the early morning press, do everything they wanted me to do, and it wouldn't even make a difference. I would sell no tickets and just curtains closed, late shows uh, uh, canceled, yep. all that stuff. And for me, it was it was hard because I had had a I was on MTV's Guide Code, so I had people would think like, oh, you must be doing so good. Right. My family was hitting me up for money because I was on MTV too. I'm like, I make $500 an episode. Like I don't make right. anything doing the show. And then 
they would think, and then like, you know, that my family would come to my shows thinking, oh, oh, my family members is fucking, you know, uh, comedy star. He's on Guy Code and people on the show. And then they come to my show and there'd be eight people there. You know, That's and they the were worst. six of them. When people in your life come to a show and it's half empty and they're like, oh God, I thought you were somebody. Yeah, shit. Oh no, you're flopping. Yeah, I've had that a lot. So now I'm like in a point in my career where like the shows are selling out and like they have moved to theaters and like the, the things are moving and I'm just very oh I, I feel like I'm happy that it happened like I've been same thing 12 years or uh, yeah 12 years now doing this and I'm like you know because now I feel like even if it went away even if I lost and I have to go back to those half sold out shows to get a, a little bit of an experience of being like this is what a sold out theater feels like and you, it was your name that did it I'm like I'm just happy for that because I almost feel like we all know like eventually like nobody can like even Kevin Hart at some point will go it down. It ebbs and it flows a little bit. Right. And believe me, I'm in an ebb. Um, it happens. Like <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a slur. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if this is as bad as it gets, I'm fine with it. Like, because I'm still happy with where it is. Some gigs still sell out. Um, like, I know I need to do the next thing and move forward. Like, I'm aware of that. But I'm okay with it. Like, I like where I'm at right now. If this is like how like this is kind of like the, the the lower point that i'm totally fine with it yeah i kind of feel like it's like anything else like it's almost like if you stayed at the top for all those years for your whole career it's almost like not good you you you, you lose like a sense of who you are so this that ebb and flow is like healthy very healthy stuff but i have to learn how to understand that the money that i get now from a theater the check that they give me isn't actually my money at all it's 20 percent of it is going to the manager and agent and yep. then 50 percent of it's going to taxes so whatever your money is you have to like my account was like what you got to do is get that check and then put 60 to 70 percent of it in another account that you don't touch and i was like i'll do that and then i never do that do you do you, you have somebody take care of your taxes though you gotta yeah, pay him yeah. i have an accountant yeah yeah, yeah. well like uh yeah like uh because because he's and he's always telling me he's like you know are you doing that 70% rule? And I tell him every time he asks me, yes, and I haven't done it once. And then yeah. it's the same conversation at the end of tax season when I literally get obliterated and I have next to no money. Did you I'm, buy a place or no? I bought a home, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm probably gonna have to fucking sell it because no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a fucking trip to Sicily next week I spent without Prada glasses. I spent a tremendous amount of money on sex over the years, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't need more. It's been like four or five like years. Like my mortgage was your sex work. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, bad. Yeah, over it the was, years, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, yeah. But then I would always say, hey, a kid is more expensive. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Getting somebody pregnant yeah. and having a kid. Oh, I thought you meant a kid prostitute. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy you clarified that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's fucking, they're so expensive. They're little hands. <laughs> that would have been the clip with his face like this in the paper. <laughs> no, getting a girl pregnant and having a baby for 18 years, you got to pay. So that's how yeah. I always justified it to myself. Because right. I was like, hey, you're not, you know, you, you, this is money that you're not spending like on, right. on some kid's college education right. or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out of that for, for years now. Do you so think I saved it, a lot of money. Yeah, I know. See, I've still never paid for sex. And it's not that I have a stigma towards it or anything right. like that. I've just never had the balls to do it because I always think that if it's a police, it's the cop. That's a cop. If you pay for sex, that will be an undercover female or male officer, undercover, and that is a cop. But I do want to have experiences now in life. I'm at that point where I'm like, you know, I'm getting 38, going to be 39, got my kids. I'm like, you know, I've been like a prude 
a yeah. lot. And I'm like, you know, I want to do things. Like, I want to pay for sex. I'm not even opposed to the idea these guys make fun of me. I'm not opposed to the idea under medical supervision of smoking crack and seeing what that feels like. See what it feels like once, yeah. But it does yeah. feel good. That's why people get hooked on it. Right. It's, it's, it doesn't suck the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, or nobody would do it again a second time. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. home run. <laughs> yeah. But, but paying for sex, do you think, when you would do it, were you ever nervous about it? Always, yeah. But it was more about, it was more about feeling worthless and like I had nothing to offer and maybe she'll like me if I give her money. Like I always tried to date. You know how many girls? Date a prostitute? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea how yeah. many times. It I, happens. I didn't care. No. Yeah. Because I, because I, I, I never judged that stuff. Like right, I never no, felt bad about it. Like, uh, but yeah, like I would fall in love quick and I would try to make relationships out of it. And oh. you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, yeah. And, but, but now you're in a relationship, so you don't got to do any of that. Now I'm fine. Yeah. Plus it's been, uh, you get older, you get done with it. Do you, you know have what I mean? a favorite prostitute when you think about maybe? There was, you know, there's been a few over the years who I've seen so regularly. Um, one one th- of them's on the cover of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> There was one who I used to see in <laughs> Vegas, um, and she would call herself Nurse Pig. <laughs> oh, Joe DeRosa? <laughs> and she would... <laughs> <laughs> and she would wear a nurse outfit, and she was so fucking kinky and dirty. She was really... I haven't probably seen her since maybe 2005. I think I saw her when I was opening for Dice in the 90s, but she would make me so crazy. But I would have married her. Like, at right. that point, I would have fucking married her. I, 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 would, I would love these women. Yeah. Nurse Pig, yeah, if you're listening, hopefully you are. It, that would be, because, because yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, like, my question would be to, like, you know, even like, you know, Jazz, like, just for a 40th birthday gift, let's say, if an experience, if, if you love me and I have an experience that, again, you can supervise, if I want to have a, with a prostitute, I want to get a prostitute sure, and do something like that, wouldn't that, what do you think of that? What do you think of that, Pim? I think you should pitch it. That sounds great. You, you are going it. to Prada for her. Exactly. I mean, it's fair that she lets you do that. Do that. Just one. Like, there was that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode that Larry was hilarious where he was like, he's one of his birthday gifts, his, his wife, Cheryl, was like, hey, if we're married 10 years from now on That's that right. 10-year wedding anniversary or whatever it is, you can have sex with another woman. And then it's the 10 year, and he's like, and he does it. And I'm like, wouldn't that be, that would keep so many relationships, like, because with my intermittent fasting, I, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's light at the end of the tunnel with me when I say it's very hard not to eat sweets. It's very hard to not eat after 6 p.m. But I know on a day like Saturday, that's my day. I go off the rails today, and I'm excited. I yeah. can do whatever I want, and I could be a fucking dirty little nurse pig. Yeah. And I, and then I'm thinking with sexual stuff, I think for the man and the woman, I could put my ego aside as a male. And, and, and you kind of have a light at the end of the tunnel when they say, you know, because people are like, oh, it's going to be just one person forever. I think why not... Be a little bit more sexually free. Like a cheat meal. Kind of, yeah. But you tell your girlfriend, look, if we're married for 10 years and you want to go out and fuck six guys, then come and get cleaned out, feel free. (laughs) (laughs) Put yourself on cleanup duty. Jim's like, you better let me be part of that bukkake. (laughs) And is Vegas the best place for prostitutes? Um, no, I think because so many people are just kind of stopping off. Um, I don't think there is a best place. Depends on who you're looking for. I booked a tour one time years ago because there was a couple of girls I wanted to see and there was a couple, like I used to hire couples and just watch them. Like these couples that were like fucking exhibitionists. Yeah, that was they like that stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of hot. What are you paying for that? 
What's that? What would you pay them? What is money? How much? Yeah. Back then, it, again, this is years ago. Maybe two hundred and fifty or three hundred or four hundred just to jerk off and watch. Like you weren't doing anything. You were just kind of hot to be there, and it was like watching porn in your room. But they were there. It was OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Before OnlyFans, right? Yeah, it's like a pair of Prada glasses. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> what is that? I don't have. Uh, um, I'm gonna give her these glasses. Seriously. Oh, she's gonna fucking murder. Were they being real stuffy bitches too in the Prada store? That's why I was just, well, actually one guy was nice, but the manager was just like, sorry, we can't help you. And I was just like, I started. But you placed the order, but you're saying, cause you use my credit card. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that's what it was. How far is the Prada store from here? It's a, uh, I don't know. Do, I don't oh, know I mean, long. how Where far would it? it be from our studio, which is in the West village of Jersey city? It's, it's a far. Block. How far would it be if our studio was in Soho? Four blocks away. So it's right here. Yeah. So after we Jim, we we gotta let Jim go to his spot soon. Why don't we just go to this fucking store? Let's all go if to I don't, if I right. see, here's the thing. Here's the predicament I'm in. I not a predicament, right. but I did this. I taken Jazz, you know, for her birthday, my girl, on a trip to Sicily. Okay. That's nice. That's fully like a real like you know I have to spend some money on this trip. Sure. But Flying business first. Yeah, business. Yeah. For her, for her, for her. Um. For her birthday, and then she's, if I, though, don't, because we fly, her birthday's April 17th, we fly April 16th, so if I don't give her a gift, though, even though we're going to Sicily, and I paid for a lot of money for this trip, that's the gift, but if I don't give yep. her a physical gift on her birthday, she'll be upset with me. I understand you. You got to yeah. hand them something, right. and then the, the trip on top. I, I totally get so you it. you just got to deal with that. How about you put an envelope with plane tickets in it, yeah. and she opens that, and you go, there's your fucking gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking t I tell her, I sent her the fucking uh, uh, the, the QR code. Yeah. My wallet. Yeah, because, but I guess it is right. I guess I do. I'm happily going to get her these glasses. It's all going to be good. How long are you doing in Sicily? Five days. Oh, that's nice. You ever been there? No, we did Rome and then Venice and then back to Rome. I'm so stupid. We should have done something else for the last few days. But it was nice. I enjoyed Italy a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I'd rush back, but I mean, I, it was fun. Yeah, to be honest with you, everybody says you got to do Italy, you got to do Greece. I, I have no issues with those countries, but I'm like, uh, I like Ireland and England and London. I'd rather the Germany. I want to go to those places. Places I could do stand-up. Like uh, London, yeah. I would go to again to have done stand-up. Greece, I would see, um, but I'm so afraid of getting ripped off on these tourist trap places on the island. Yeah. Like, there's a few places that really destroy you. Destroy yeah. you. Um, but I would see Greece once. Would you go to Australia? or do any of that? I've done gigs there, so yeah. I would what, did you like it? It was fun, yeah. we did. Me and my manager did the Sydney Harbour Bridge Walk, which is, uh, you go to in Sydney, and there's a, a bridge, a suspension bridge you can walk up and over, and it's really horrifying if you're afraid of heights, so I did it just to kind of get over the get fear. Get over it, yeah. It didn't work. I mean, I was terrified. <laughs> Have you done it? No, I've been there. I, we almost did it, but I walked the bridge, and I was like, whoever's doing this is crazy. Yeah, it's it was scary. scary. It's, it's very scary. scary. I had a show on Sale already almost sold out in Sydney, and then I and a whole Australian tour booked in for June, and I canceled it. Why? Because I got anxious about being twenty hours away from my family. Really? So I just fucking did a pussy thing, and I said, "Well, we're postponing it," but because we were postponing it, and I was thinking, "Oh, well, let's postpone it because I'm just going to bring my family, and th and then that'll make me feel better." And then I took them to. Uh, on a road trip, uh, well, not a road trip. Today, I had to take them to their mom's spin class and to load up the kids and take them to a spin class, drive from Staten Island to Queens. I was like, I want to fucking kill myself. So I can't do a 20-hour flight with them. Right. To Australia, it's not going to work. So 
I don't know. I keep pushing these dates, but I don't know why I have it in my head that I can't be on the other side of the world from them. But then it's like, well, you've been to the UK sure. before. Like, you, you you know, what is it? Like, well, why don't you really want to fucking go? And I don't know. Maybe I got a fear of Austra kangaroos. I, I have no idea, but I, I should not. I said to myself when I was in... England, I was there for the Yankees Red Sox. I booked gigs. They didn't really sell. This was 2018, 2019. And I wanted to see the Yankees play the Red Sox in London, the first and only time they ever had an international game in London. Right. I had tickets to the game, and my friend was going to come meet me there. And then he couldn't get on the flight for some reason. And then he was like, I can't make it. And I was going to have to face... I was going to have to face the fear of going into that stadium and sitting in the game alone, alone yeah. and I fucking just flew home. I never went to the game, spent, couldn't get the money back on the tickets, and I just went home, and I said, I'll never do it again, and now I've just done it again and canceled Australia. Well, you're a, comedy's a solo job, so it's almost like you get to go to Australia. Like You would bring your family, but it's good to go there. Do the gigs. Go do the gigs. They've already been postponed, but I will I will do that. Do the gigs <laughs> yeah, because... Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, like when you restate, do it because you're opening a market that eventually you can bring your family to and maybe you want to go there for a vacation and you'll be able to bring your family to a week or two Australian vacation and get it paid for like it's one more thing you can do right I would do the gigs but I did it once I was happy I did it I flew Qantas um, first business class a, a business class but those fucking assholes don't have Wi-Fi what uh, I mean it, it, and this is and the this guy, is recently this was the 2016 they still don't have it by the way What's the point of that? And I said to this this flight attendant, I'm like, you don't have Wi-Fi? And he goes, well, that's so the businessman can get away from... Bi I go, is that how they tell you to sell it? I was fucking livid. Li yeah. Livid, this piece of shit airline. So what the fuck? So you just have to watch their fucking shitty Australian movies? It was infuriating. So I would take another airline if you can avoid shit Qantas. Yeah. Their big thing is we've never crashed. I'd rather be on one that might crash and at least, <laughs> at least go down fucking answering an email. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was a nice. Uh, I did Melbourne and I did uh, Sydney. Sydney, and you should definitely do it, man. It's uh, I know being away from home probably sucks. I don't have kids, but it's yeah. Worth it. But but I it, it I think that sometimes too I get this anxiety that I can't control, and these come up with these things in my head of why I don't want to do something. You know, I'm known that they, like Chrissy cancels, like always canceling, always because it's the last minute. I think I just get this, even though I don't wear it, I get this like overcome with anxiety, and that and now what I've done is I just not put that on my kids, but I say, oh, the reason I can't do yes. it is because my Sure. Kids, but it's really not. It's not. You're afraid. It's, I'm just afraid, and I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm afraid. Do you bring an opener? Yeah, I, and I was going to pay for him and and have him come out and do the whole thing, and he couldn't believe it. He was like, "What are you talking about? You said we were going to go to Australia. We're going to New Zealand. It was like a whole thing." And I was like, "Yeah, man, I postponed it to next April." He was. What like, are you afraid of? Like sometimes it helps to figure it out. Like why am I fucking? Like, I, I get scared of shit all the time. Like what am I scared of? Like what? Like I think I think really what it is is to be. Like I was a kid when I, I got into multiple uh, basketball camps that were like, you know, sleepaway camps, m multiple uh, uh, t times, I, uh, opportunities I had to like study abroad, go to China, do all these things. And I never did it because really, truly, I, whenever I leave New York City, like any of the boroughs, I get a, a real anxiety. Like I, I, I watched this documentary. I forgot what it's called. It was, it's small. It's like not, you can't even find it anywhere. It's like might've been like, a, I think it was a friend's documentary that they made about this guy who lived in Soho, in the Soho area. And for eight, uh, he, he died when he was 80 for 55 years, did not leave a three block radius of Soho. Cause he said, if I leave my neighborhood, I get an, an overwhelming anxiety and I can't understand it. And I'm not there yet, but I do worry. Cause he said it just got worse as yeah, life yeah. went on. And I do, 
you worry? Am I going to be that guy that I have this uncontrollable anxiety? I can't explain it. I just can't leave New York. Yeah, it's like it's like a more comfortable agoraphobia. Like I'm not afraid to leave the house, but I'm afraid to leave this city or this radius. But you just got to make yourself do it. Like I make myself do stuff I'm afraid of, and it's never as bad as I was uh, scared it was going to be. But I make myself do it. Yeah, uh, I'm a fucking idiot. I should just go. No, do I it. understand. Though. I know you're terribly afraid of turbulence, and it seems to uh, somebody just passed away from turbulence on a private. No, oh, but that shit. that wasn't that that woman on a private plane. But it's probably because she wasn't buckled in. She probably broke her neck or something. But that was actually a plane malfunction. They said it wasn't turbulence. At first, they thought it was. It was some private, and uh, it had jumped up or whatever. And she, I'm going to guess she smashed her head. I've yeah. gotten more scared of it, but I'm also sick and tired of myself. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm driving to Cleveland. Um, <laughs> really? Because you don't want to drive. Uh, you don't want to fly. No, and I'm also like, do I? It, it's eight hours drive. It's like a two-hour, 15-minute flight, and flights have sucked so much, and they get delayed all the time. I'm like, I just don't want to deal drive. with it. But are you going to drive, or is somebody going to drive your car? No, I'll drive. I, I don't mind driving. What kind of uh, car you drive? Uh, I, I lease a BMW X6. Oh, I got an X5. Yeah, it's nice. It's comfortable. Do you like the X? I like the the X6, is, but it's not bigger than the X5. The X6 is like... It's not a. It's it, is it a is it a two? It's four. It's passenger. a four. It's a, four I door, believe I a, it's a four door weird little, uh, like a kind of a weird spaceship looking thing. It's but it's, a, it's cool, right? It's too big for the city. I'm a fucking idiot, but I like driving it, and uh, it'll be nice to go to Cleveland and just not have the pressure of the flight times. Like, do you bring anybody? You're going to do that drive alone? Uh, I, uh, Sean Donnelly is going to be there, so he'll work with me. I might bring my girlfriend. I love Sean. And there's somebody that shoots stuff for me that I might actually bring her with me as well. Um, with us. I just don't know you. I'm still debating it. That's not till the end of. Uh, by the time this year has a little been done. Yeah, already so. fucking. Yeah, no, that's okay. With the timing you, on that. By the way, how great would it be if by if, if not I mean, if I was killed in a car wreck and now you're hearing me predict it? <laughs> oh my god! After four half sold shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Norton's dead. Yeah, and then I'm I'm playing the child prostitute clip. Do you have any um? What do you want to ask? What you always ask? I always ask a ghost question, but I know you already did a fake ghost story for TV, right? Yes, I did. I uh, Oh, yeah, I made it up. I, I wanted to do... No, I had a weird, scary experience uh, when I was touring with Dice in the Stardust in one of the, in one of the rooms. <clears throat> it was, uh, And they said there was weird things that would go on. And the truth of the matter is that I thought uh, I was asleep in the room, and I, but I was sick. I had, like, the flu. And there was a pool table in the upstairs suite. Dice had given me his suite because he had a, a home right. in Vegas. Uh, and I thought I heard a pool ball, that, that sound of a pool ball being dropped, like uh, not pool balls breaking, but the sound of a pool ball dropping onto the top of a table, which is uh, a very distinct sound. And I went and the door was locked. Um, and I went upstairs and the balls were all scattered on the table. Um, but now I look at it, the dropping sound was probably just my sleep apnea waking me so I didn't suffocate. Right. Like your, your apnea will wake you with weird shit. But they asked me to go on celebrity ghost stories and I really exaggerate it. And yeah, exa yeah. well, yesterday we, I, Joe, I was talking to Joe DeRosa yesterday and I was saying I do just that. I exaggerate and embellish stories. He was like, you have no comedic integrity. You're lying. I was like, no, I, what am I going to do? Tell you the fucking truth? I'm making shit up here. And it's not, and by the way, the, the truth and lie is mixed we're entertainers like yeah you're not you have plenty of integrity if, if you uh make things up like the only thing is if you're giving like a serious speech you're going this is my story and you're making things up like you know i'm a ukrainian refugee you know you're raised in staten <laughs> island or i think you're kind of a cunt but if it's just in joke form how many times i've lied on the radio i've downplayed things or i've upplayed things and i've made them worse like it's about being entertaining it's not we're not just telling the truth yeah carlin said and joe should know this because he got an amazing uh tattoo on his arm uh <laughs> carlin said every joke has an exaggeration Every joke, it has to. Otherwise, it's not a joke. It's just a statement of fact. 
So the, the, the exaggeration is some form yeah. of a lie. You see that, Joe? You fucking pig. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Jim, you're going to... Cleveland was last week. Oh, you, it was great. You, you honestly, it was a fun gig. You, yeah, you, you got killed in a car accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where will you be next week? Uh, I, in May uh, 19th, I'm going to be in Bethlehem, PA, May 20th, uh, Wellmont Theater in Montclair, New Jersey. I'm going to be at Rogan's Club in July. I don't think that's on sale yet, but I'm sure you know he'll tweet yeah. it and it will sell. And then I got, I'm um, on uh, Bert Kreischer's uh, tour. Oh, the Fully got, Loaded Tour. I got Ma- two dates there. Ma- main uh, um, uh, Wellmont Theater in Montclair, I think, is one of the best theaters in the fucking tri-state area. It's amazing. I've done it before. It's probably yeah. my third or fourth time doing it. It's a yeah. great gig. Great gig. I go- hope people come to it. Yeah, go see Jim in uh, in Montclair. Um, yes, uh, last when I was there last uh, October, uh, one of the fans um, emailed me and said after the show she was sexually assaulted at the bar next door. Really? Uh, yeah. And and by uh, a person and, at your show, or she yeah, didn't know? blamed it on my comedy. Some oh, she's a psycho fan. Obviously. But she blamed it on my comedy. Yeah, she blamed it on me. Oh, I that's like, great. My, my, I don't inspire yeah. that at all. A woman would actually write and go, you know, after your show, I went home with a guy and he lost his erection and panicked. <laughs> that, that's yeah, my and comedy. He just wanted to, shit, wanted to shit in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted me to tip tinkle into his lips. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. That was Jim Norton. Go Thanks. check him out. And what was the website? JimNorton.com? Just JimNorton.com. JimNorton.com, folks. See you later. Goodbye.